0: Bridge Toll, California, customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave
0: rescue operation.
1: What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels.
1: How old is Ronaldo? What happened
0: with Big Brother? What took good engagement How long before a wedding should I send out many many save the dates? How many games are in the first series Use of NBA To check email on other email clients. Identify fonts
1: from... Where to
0: find the best Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're gonna to talk a little SEO strategy. Joining us is Jeff Coyle, who is the co-founder and chief strategy officer at Market Muse, which is an AI platform that transforms how you research, plan, and create your content. The Market Muse platform uses AI to accelerate content planning, creation, and optimization by identifying content quality issues on your site and building blueprints that show how to write to cover a topic comprehensively. And today Jeff and I are gonna talk. Talk about Market Muse's take on SEO content strategy. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. So check out hrefs webmaster tools at hrefs.com slash awt. That's a h r e f s dot com slash awt. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Jeff Coyle, co-founder and chief strategy officer at Market Muse. Jeff, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast.
1: Oh, thanks, Benjamin. Great to be here today.
0: Excited to have you as my guest. Excited to talk a little SEO strategy. You know, you're a man of many talents. Uh, you've been doing some lead generation previously in your career at, and obviously at a talented SEO and content strategist. Give us a little background on you know your work and what you're doing at Market Muse.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, as you might have mentioned, we're an artificial intelligence platform that really sets the standard for content quality, we're really focused on identifying what we should be creating, what we should be updating. Where do we have strengths and weaknesses, gaps and opportunities? Where do we have authority and where do we need to grow? And, but then going all the way down to execution, you know, building comprehensive content briefs, creating kind of point solutions for specific workflows that as SEOs you do all the time, whether it's competitive analysis, comparison of search engine results, topic modeling, Uh, whatever. But my background, I've been now doing this for as scary as it might sound, about 22-ish years. I went to Georgia Tech for computer science. And while I was still there, I started with my first startup called Knowledge Storm, where we were doing content marketing and trying to get B2B tech companies to know that they should have content on the web. So we were actually convincing them to digitize brochures and white papers and get them online so that we could generate leads with those. And I did that in, for until 2007. We were acquired by a major tech publisher where I worked and managed their in-house. But throughout that time, was a product manager, ran all the traffic through that large website network, and really built my skills in all ranges that kind of connect to what it means to be a search engine optimization professional today. But most notably at the tail end of that, working with editorial and content teams and realizing just how manual and painful those processes were and how a lot of it was very subjective. And I had manual processes that took 30, 40 hours of time that still would get subjectively rejected by editorial teams. And that's when I met my co-founder. And he had the first person to really speed up and use artificial intelligence to automate one process of topic modeling that says, basically, if I'm an expert, and I'm covering a topic comprehensively, how would I do that? With one page, how would I do that on my site, within context of my site or my network if I'm a publishing, if I'm publishing against many sites? And from that, we've built all the solutions that we that now manifest as market use.
0: So you've been working in SEO and content marketing in some capacity since the white text on a white background days.
1: Oh yeah. Since ninety nine. My my first uh, audit, I would say, quote unquote, it probably looked like hell, but it was uh, about ninety nine for sure. Yeah.
0: First, you got to find the text, and then you have to figure mm-hmm. out whether it's <laughs> relevant and how the search engines are going to interpret it. Those right. are the good old days. It was a little easier to do content marketing and content strategy back then because it was about digitizing what you'd already produced. Now we're in a much more competitive landscape. And you mentioned that, you know, you had some processes that were very manual taking 30 to 40 hours and, and we're starting to see, you know, the bots and the machines take over some of those processes. Talk to me a little bit about the strategy of content marketing as you see it. You know, what's the general process you follow to figure out what a site should be writing, what what assets a site has, and where their content gaps are?
1: Well, I mean, I think that one thing I commonly will ask a team is how frequently are you performing what you see as being a content inventory or a content audit? I think the biggest challenge that medium to large size teams have is they're not frequently assessing and tuning their own mirrors as to what they currently have. And when they're doing it, they're often kind of doing a sort-descend by traffic (laughs) or they're doing a sort-descend by what gets me the most leads. They're not thinking holistically as to what it means to be about a concept and are they covering that topic comprehensively across their entire site. So they don't know the collection of content that's contributing to, for example, their authority on some topic. They're really often looking at them as one page to value connections, and that's where one thing that I I've talked to teams that that's commonly something that's a problem. What that often leads to is teams not getting along. Just to be blunt, the folks in charge of traffic as their KPI or early stage awareness content aren't jiving with the demand gen folks. They're nobody's jiving with the editorial team, and really they're all not connected to the search team either. So I like to talk to about talk to teams about that process. And in Market News, we've automated an online content inventory and audit, that's always available. So you can always see how your pages are doing, how they're performing, all the topics that the pages connect to. Do you answer the, you know, you have users coming to your page that are searching for X, does your page follow through and satisfy the intent that was expected or is it a mismatch? So we cover all these things. And it's really, like I think your question connects to how do you plan, how do you prioritize? Uh, and I think that what we often will see is, you know, teams that are just getting started have learned from who, whatever, you know, who, whatever course they've taken. And a lot of times it's, you know, sort descend by search volume for how they decide what they're going to write. And what we found is that just, A, it doesn't work. It makes you very susceptible to competitive factors. And it doesn't really cover the whole journey that you're trying to cover with content.
0: So there's three ways to think about your content strategy. There is the, let's call it the awareness driving, maybe your PR team looking at traffic, your SEO teams looking at rankings and trying to figure out how to optimize for Google and your demand gen team is thinking about, well, what's getting across the finish line. In reality, you need all three of those to be effective, driving organic traffic. You need to drive awareness. You need to nurture your leads. And obviously, you want to drive revenue. You need to think about the bottom of the funnel. You mentioned sorting by well, what's driving traffic or sorting by rank. What's the KPI that you should be looking at to figure out effective content strategies?
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's a beautiful question because it's that's the typical divide on these teams. And one of the core reasons why we built Market is was to get all those teams working together and focused on... What it means, like we want to represent our business really well. We want to become authorities on the topics we care about. And when everybody can get aligned on the fact that it's not just one page to one word, it's about a collective of content that crosses. You may need early stage awareness content that's specifically built so that it's attractive to a total novices. You may need it for a particular industry. You may need early stage awareness content for experts in your field, depending on how novel your approach is or how novel your solution or service is. And then the same thing goes for middle of the funnel, the same thing goes for bottom of the funnel. And the days of one word to one page as a process have, frankly, they've never been legit for at least 10 years. But what you often find is people so afraid of letting the team cover a particular topic comprehensively across lots of pages. The myth of cannibalization, basically, that you get these sites that don't cover the topic at all, or they don't have, they have big chunks of intents missing. They have big chunks of the funnel missing, or they're fighting over the, you know, which side. So basically the practical Application of this is to say, if we want to cover this topic comprehensively, we need to have early stage awareness content, middle of the funnel, late stage. We may need industry specific or persona specific. We may need beginner, intermediate, novice. We like any type of way that you can slice it to be able to compete on a particular topic. We may need a huge foundation of content that covers everything underneath it, based on the competitive landscape and based on our existing authority. So. The KPI that everybody needs to get connected to is that they're providing a package of content that exhibits their company's expertise. That tells the world that they know what they're talking about and that everyone that's going to come to that site can make their way throughout that journey, whether they're early stage awareness and plus the forgotten part of the journey, which this is the part that you didn't mention and a lot of teams struggle with is post-purchase, troubleshooting, or post-purchase champion development, the people that have already bought your product, you need to cultivate those experiences too because what do they want to know? How do they want to continuously learn? Depending on your company, you need to be there on both the troubleshooting and the post-purchase, I call it emboldening or champion development content. That's the way you cover the topic comprehensively.
0: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Less lead generation and more customer nurturing. But is that an SEO strategy? You know, once somebody has become a customer, are they still looking on Google for a resource to understand how to use your products or services? Or is that more of kind of a retention and email marketing type thing?
1: It's absolutely, I mean, it's both, it is. Both of those things, but it is absolutely a search engine optimization strategy. So many teams have cordoned off help sections of their site, and they don't know what to do with them. I mean, I've worked with teams extensively. It's one of the most, if you want a hot tip, if you're valuing websites, a lot of times... We love hot tips. Fire away. Completely devalued. Forums are completely devalued because their click-through rates on ads are typically very low. So their contribution to evaluation of a website is very low. But forums and high-quality online help sections or user-generated content sections could, can be major value sources and fuel sources for editorial content. Because if your forum is a, an expert on a particular style of laptop, let's say, you... And let's say your editorial team doesn't write about that. Well, they're going to have a lot easier time building a cluster of content that relates to that. Maybe it's going from what is this comparison, you know, reviews all the way down the funnel. You can have a huge, huge power source from those types of offerings. Also, it's a way to make sure you can't control the journey. If you are in B2B tech, for example, and you don't think people go to G2 Crowd, you're sorely mistaken. If you don't think they go to Captera, you're sorely mistaken, right? Because they're not reading Tech Target, You can't control the whole funnel. And so you want to be in as many places as you can be. And that's where a lot of people fall short with troubleshooting or champion development. And what the people who are doing champion development really well tend to, jokes on everybody, tend to be affiliates for the products that they're using. And so people are reading about other people, who are creating and make, having the successful experience, but it's also people who are in early, early stage awareness. The same content that can embolden a recent user that's maybe struggling to adopt, can be very powerful for early stage awareness as well. So yeah, it's the whole funnel. And the cool part about that is when the search engines are calculating authoritativeness, they're looking at your entire site. They're also looking at it in site sections to understand the topic site section combinations and where you have strengths and where you have weaknesses. And so having that coverage both across the funnel, specific topics, specific industries, tells the story that you've got the breadth and the depth of coverage, which is an important part of the story for organic search performance.
0: Yeah, you know, I think of what you're talking about specifically related to what we'll call customer marketing as opposed to lead marketing or, or customer SEO for some reason, the, the site that comes to mind is GoDaddy, right? Lots of forums, lots of examples, lots of content that's user-generated. They've got a great community. All of that's crawlable and searchable. And so when you're thinking about, well, where should I buy a domain or what are the services? Well, GoDaddy shows up a ton in SEO for all of that content. I think of Monday.com, a tool that we use pretty regularly. Also, you know, they've got some help sections, but often... Their users are writing in trying to solve people's problems. How do I use this type of formula or this tool creates user-generated content and it serves both purposes. If I'm trying to figure out if the tool can do, you know, A, B, and Z function, you know, when I'm searching as a prospect or as a customer, that content's relevant. And so Google sees that, looks at the click-through rates, and then all of a sudden they start to pick up some ranking and some market share.
1: Yeah, just look at the search engine optimization profile of a site like Stack Exchange. How have they done what they've done? Look at Capterra, look at G2, look at Tech Target to some extent, which is the company I ran in-house for almost eight years. You have 260 websites, full gamut coverage across the buy cycle over uh, very early stage. What is all the way down to you know troubleshooting, et cetera. The teams that really harness that you have editorial control only when you have authority. So because if you're just writing something, you don't know how well it's going to perform. This is something that I focus on. This is something that MarketMage focuses on. It's, I want confidence. I want content confidence. I want to know that if I publish a great article on this topic, will it perform? Can I predict the performance? Or will I know that, hey, I not only need this one page, but I need to build an entire cluster on this topic in order to move the needle for my team. That lack of confidence plagues content teams because then they go out. They think it's just about looking at their competitors and writing a better article. It's not just about that. You do need to do that, but you also have to have expectations set of where you currently stand. Do you need coverage of these 15 other intents within this topic or these other stages of the funnel in order to make that that monster, that pillar page, that power page start to grow? And we find that so many people think that they can just go publish one great piece and it's going to work. I um, mean, it's just not a reality. It's like if you go build Benjamin Shapiro's blog and you go write the highest, the most amazing content item that you've ever seen about plastic.
0: There's still a political podcaster that's going to outrank me for my own name.
1: Oh God! I should, yours is that's such a terrible example. But if you write the most, the best article ever about your new iPhone, your review, it's ten thousand words. It's the most beautiful imagery. Good luck. But if you're on CNET, number one right? Why? My, uh, it's funny. I used... It's not links. Search Metrics is
0: Content Explorer, which uh, mm-hmm. probably a little competitive with Market Muse, mm-hmm. but it's a service that helps you understand how your content should rank. And mm-hmm. for my other podcast, the Martech podcast, when people are looking for the term Martech, the most commonly searched for query is what is Martech? So we wrote the what is Martech page with a 99% rating on this content experience tool. And we're ranking in the 30s. And a big part of that is we're competing against MarTech today. And, you know, brands that have a, you know, larger and a better reputation. And so, you know, it brings me to this concept of breadth and depth, right? Often SEOs think all I need is depth. All I need is one great piece of content and then I will rank. And in reality, you need great content for the topic that you want to cover But you also need breadth in other topics so you could build your domain reputation. And that's what we're going to talk about as we continue this conversation tomorrow. (laughs) So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jeff Coyle, co-founder and chief strategy officer at Market Muse. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Jeff and I are going to talk about the difference between keywords and topics. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to contact Jeff, You can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Jeffrey underscore Coyle. That's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y underscore C-O-Y-L-E. Or you could visit his company's website, which is marketmuse.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs, because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S, dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is BenJShap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to participating two of my conversation with Jeff Coyle, co-founder and chief strategy officer at Market Muse. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.